So welcome to Jupiter's Palace. I have here Ivy of Cancer Thrice. Um, and do you, what are your pronouns? Uh, I am she, her. She, her? Alrighty. So she and will what be are talking. your pronouns? Mine are he, him, and they, them. So you can use them as a tangible. Uh, so yeah, so Ivy's here and she's gonna be talking about the Cancer Grimoire which is a piece that she put together during her struggles of cancer. And I am so honored to seeing your presence, learning more and more about you. I have been in awe of your work. So thank you. Um, and yeah, introduce yourself for the audience. Hi, yeah. So my name is Ivy Bromius and my site is circlethrice.com where I sort of combine project management and practical magic to kind of help folks, you know, reach their goals and figure out what they want to do and, you know, be more organized, but with like a magical bent. And, um, and I've been doing that for about, I don't know, five years or so. And then uh, last year, something else happened in that I got diagnosed with, with cancer. And I did my treatment from, from my original kind of diagnosis through the end of my treatment was just almost a year. And coming out of that, um, I realized that there was a lot of magic that went into my process of getting through that. And so I wrote about it in this, this little booklet. It's not even a, it's like not book length because if you have cancer, you're busy. You don't have time to read a whole book, but it's, it's a booklet. It's about 30 pages long. It's called the cancer grimoire. It's awesome. So I took a nice little peek at the cancer grimoire myself and it's so well put together and so well organized so kudos to you um as someone who fortunately enough hasn't gone through that experience personally and i haven't really had a personal um like elder of mine or anybody really personally to me get cancer so it's a topic that i will try not to you know talk too much about like i know what i'm talking about because i don't really know anything about the experience of cancer dealing with that in a family. So, yeah. Um, so what is the cancer grimoire? Like what is the main content the starting side? So I suppose it makes sense to start by saying, you know, I had cancer. I'm not a doctor. You're not a doctor, right? I mean, we don't know the medical stuff, but uh, having gone through it, I realized that there was both a magical and kind of a spiritual component to uh, cancer treatment. And so that's what the book focuses on is kind of this poison path sort of um, engagement that I had both doing magic, but then also having other people do magic on my behalf, which I was very appreciative for, which was a really great experience. And so I, I wrote that up. And the truth is that, you know, I didn't know anything about cancer before I had it either, right? I mean, um, certainly plenty of people, unfortunately, have experience with it themselves or in their families, but lots of people don't. And so when you when it comes to you, even if you know someone who's had cancer or whatever, it's always like this individual thing, like every path is individual. And so for me, I got diagnosed, uh, you know, back last summer with kind of a very aggressive tumor. And I needed to deal with it rapidly because it was it doubled in size in, in six weeks. I didn't have a lot of time. And so yeah. that for me meant that I was going through kind of a standard sort of on, oncology 
uh, regime where I did I did chemo and I had surgery and I did radiation. And a lot of, I think even myself would have thought that that wouldn't be a magical process, that that's like the opposite of a magical or spiritual process. That's different, right? Magical, spiritual over here, modern medical way over there. Yeah. They're not the same. They <laughs> don't overlap. And maybe if you choose one, you can't do the other. I mean, I, I, I know there's that mindset. Ideally, I, I yeah. Might have, yeah. I might have even thought that myself before I got diagnosed. And suddenly I had to really choose rapidly kind of what the smartest options for me were. But instead, what I discovered is that the process of going through that was absolutely a magical process. And the heart of the grimoire is that I discovered when I was going through chemotherapy that these chemo drugs were actually like spirits. Like I had this very intense engagement with them as entities, mm -hmm. right? Which is not something I would have expected, right? Those are, those are chemicals. That's yeah. not, those aren't like, you know, you, you know, people talk about, you know, the spirit of a plant, the spirit of Datura, the spirit of the mushroom, everybody's yeah. cool with that. But you're like the spirit of Paxol. That's, that doesn't mean uh -huh. that's not, but it, in fact it is. And they're, they're oh. spirits like Grimoire spirits, kind of dangerous. They, they can heal you, but they do it through harming you. Mm. They're poisons in your system. And I found the process of going through that very magical and witchy and, and that was very different than what I expected. That's awesome. And I agree, like there's always this divide when it comes to magic or science and whether we should, you know, be focusing on the science of modern technology with dealing with illnesses or terminal illness and then, or you should just stick with like the home route and the home remedies and plant medicine, but that was, that's interesting that you were able to kind of like basically combine them and find like a middle ground with both. Uh, so this poison path, what would you say is like exactly the poison path, even if you could put, even if it is like a thing that you can put uh, uh, exact on, but what would you say is the poison path? Well, uh, so, Chemotherapy is a pretty barbaric way of treating uh, cancer. I mean, there's yeah. no way around it, right? That basically how it works is they give you these very harsh drugs that kill all the fast growing cells in your body, including the ones in your tumor, but also the ones in like your hair follicles, your mucous mm. membranes, your stomach lining. There's just kind of all these sort of like side effects, right? It's pretty barbaric. And the reason that it, it's like that is because they are effectively poisons, right? I mean, one of the, the one of the drugs that I got was uh, created from mustard gas, which is you oh know, a bioweapon used in World War yeah. I and World War II. It's been responsible for the death of, you know, thousands and thousands of people. And they discovered actually through like the, the story of it's really bizarre. They discovered after a, a mustard gas attack that the survivors, uh, they, some of them had been ill and they got bet like they didn't have cancer anymore. Like, hey, so they started looking at the the, the mustard gas as a, potentially a substance, and by changing some of the chemicals in it, like we're talking chemistry here, they turned yeah. it into something that they can use for cancer. And I literally just had that drug. So that's that's a poison wow. spirit, right? Yeah. 
And, it, you know, the poison path is something that you, you hear talked about kind of like from a from a, a witchcraft or sort of like initiatory angle. You know, people go through this this sort of experience where they get poisoned, but then, you know, they're also learning from it. They're harming, healing to harm, harming to heal. There's all this kind of like weird context around it. So when I went to have chemo, I figured I would meditate through the infusion, right? That seemed like a very logical mm. place to start. I would sort of meditate. I was sort of, I was reading about Inanna's Descent to the Underworld as kind of like a, a guide to help me through this process. I was going to try to approach it magically. And then imagine my surprise to find that during my meditation, I was experiencing these things as actual entities, mm. right? And, and from there, I came up with ways to sort of um, harness them the way that you bind a grimoire spirit, like a Goetia spirit, a demon, yeah. same sort of thing, right? An, an approach that sort of says, if this is a spirit, how can I get this thing to do what needs to happen, which is to deal with this tumor without hurting the rest of me? And that was sort of kind of how I ended up with this very strange sort of experience through this, um, what would be like a typical medical treatment, right? Yeah. That's wow. I didn't even know that a part of chemotherapy or that they use that drug. So thank you for informing me. Um, would you say this poison path is only related to cancer or would you say it's kind of, you can use it a bit figuratively in other situations? Well, that's a really interesting perspective. I think that there are a lot of medicines that we have that in the wrong dose are poisons. I don't think that's at all mm. unusual. I mean, if you have heart troubles, you might get digitalis, which is made from foxglove, yeah. right? I mean, the wrong dose kills you, the right dose can help you. That's not at all uncommon. So the idea of approaching medicine as kind of more of like potentially a spirit working with you to get you through this, it's so, to me, that's a literal fact, but moreover, I think that it goes beyond potentially just having cancer. You know, we have a lot of medications that are technically poisons. And then the other way to think about this is that honestly, this divide between the magical and spiritual and the medical, it harms patients because you have to fill in all the pieces yourself. If we had a really if we had a really integrated medical system, then when you go with a medical problem, you'd get the herbs and the prayer and the surgery and the drugs, right? It would all be part yeah. of a, a, a set of things to help you. And we don't do that. We divide it into pieces. So I had to hunt down the acupuncturist, the therapist. Mm -hmm. I had to, you know, ask folks to send me good intentions to send me prayers right and i was very much like yeah everyone pray for me i love that idea <laughs> right you have to fill in the missing pieces yourself because our system is in in these different disparate parts i like that i love that i definitely feel that the, the tools that you've like noted in the grimoire like i feel like i could even use them in my like life path and I mean, you know, if my life path decides that cancer is 
in the you know the cards then hopefully not but i'm happy that i have like this piece that combines magic and medicine because you don't see that a lot you don't see that at all really and i feel like we're entering a time where that might be a bit possible especially with the rise and like spirituality and astrology and tarot and reiki and so many people trying to heal their trauma or PTSD or whatever illnesses they have through medicine and also through magic. Um, but do you think there should always be a balance or you should always kind of like use discernment in a way when it comes to certain situations? Or do you think kind of like any illness could be dealt with medicine and magic? Well, I would say that, first of all, you can't walk somebody else's path for them, right? So, like, whatever somebody's going through, they have to figure that out. Everybody has to figure out what choices they want to make. What, what, I mean, and I definitely feel very strongly in, like, personal bodily autonomy and the ability to make those choices for yourself, right? So, everybody has to do yeah. that. I will say, though, that, you know, the the response to the grimoire has been huge i've had a lot of people reaching out to me with uh, you know sharing their stories or, or sharing their experiences and people are saying that they're finding it useful for other things for surgeries for example for not cancer at all but just going through a surgery for for some issue that they find parts of that useful and so that makes me very very happy and and i guess i should say that one of the things that was really important for me is the grimoire is, is free it's all and it will always be free and i've released it under a creative commons license so anyone can take it and for non-commercial purposes add to it add your own experiences add the spirits you engage with add things that help you get through your illness or your cancer or your treatment whatever it is and then share it out even further because i just wanted this to go out in, in the world and you know hopefully be out there helping people yes i love that that was my i didn't even know it was free when i had first like heard about it i just thought it was kind of like just automatically i feel like people just offer their work for sale and it's always like of course like that this is like an amazing honor of course why would you offer that for free but i love that aspect because especially with me getting into my work and i'm still a bit fresh and new to the game I still want to try to keep my my services and my offerings affordable because I know for me personally, I come from like a low class family and I'm still, you know, struggling a bit. I'm in the working class. And so always trying to make sure that I can give knowledge and give access to people who may not have the resources to gain that. I appreciate that as someone else just from the outside and I respect that a lot. Um, so something that stuck out to me within the cancer grimoire is this power of positivity. Um, could you elaborate a bit on that? Yeah, that was something super, super interesting because um, I I kind of decided early on that one I wasn't going to die of cancer. I could just decide oh, I'm not going to die. <laughs> That's yeah. certainly some people decide that and and they they still don't make it through the illness. This is a very serious, potentially very serious thing. But I decided that I wasn't gonna die. I decided that I was gonna try to be as positive as possible. But the interesting thing for me was that I, I was being positive, but I wasn't, 
this is tricky. I wasn't just being positive, like on the surface. That's the thing is there's this sort of weird idea that, well, if you're just positive enough, then you won't get cancer. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I, I wasn't an unhappy person. I still got cancer. I, I think that for me, what I learned through this experience was that there's real power in being positive, but to me, that process was also about getting in touch with my less positive emotions, my sadness, my, my, my feelings of grief or loss were things that I'd never really had a good ability to express in my life. And it's through feeling those not positive emotions that I learned how to also be positive. It was like this very weird situation where I was, I wasn't just trying to be positive because if you're positive, then you don't die of cancer. Yeah, you know what? That doesn't always fly. <laughs> but I learned to be more in touch with all my emotions, which learned really taught me about being, you know, more in the moment and more grateful for the good things and more positive about my treatment and more positive about my doctors which is good magic right so optimism is good for you and it's good magic but it comes if it if it comes from a place of ignoring the tough parts of things then it's it's not authentic and, and you mm. can end up with all these feelings inside you and that's kind of where i was at i felt like i had you know these these unexpressed emotions like a stone inside me and then guess what i had a tumor which was like a stone inside me so there's sort of a connection there to me but it was important, and I wanted, and I wanted my doctors to to feel positive about me as well. And it wasn't just me being positive; I wanted them to be positive. Definitely, I feel that, and I, at least I've been seeing that there's been kind of like this attack on positivity, or at least on like extreme positivity, where, like you said, you're just not realizing the negative effects or the cons um, of things. And it definitely, I feel like when you're getting into spirituality or getting into magic, it's easy to just ignore all the bad things and focus on all the fun magic and spells and grimoire and creating your own book of shadows and such. Um, but I really, I appreciate that. Um, how do you say, like that, just like that opinion of that positivity is important and it's, but it's not everything. Um, unfortunately, positivity can't solve everything. Or, or, or rather that I couldn't, it was harder to be authentically positive when I wasn't also authentically experiencing things like sadness. Yeah. Right? Th those two things go together. Just like life and death go together. They're two sides. Harming and healing go together. They're two sides of the same thing. It's the same feeling, feeling, Feeling real joy means that you can also feel real sadness. And um, together, those kind of made up, um, like enriched my emotional landscape, which I think helped me get through this illness, but also is helping me ongoing, right? This, like, I, I'm different now because I went through this process. I'm different physically, obviously, but I'm also different emotionally. Well, one last question. Uh, do you, uh, it might be a bit personal, but whenever you're willing to share, do you continue your work with Anana currently? Um, or has that always been a process of yours working with Anana? 
You know, it's really interesting. The story of Inanna Sutra is interesting because I had a strong interest in her when I was kind of uh, much younger, kind of the baby pagan. And I and I was sort of approaching her and not really getting much. Like, she's great, but sometimes you phone someone up and they don't really, they're not into it. They're like, yeah. oh, thanks for calling, but no, not really into it. <laughs> and so, I, you know, I, I knew a lot about her, her mythos and I knew, um, you know, I had had tried to engage with her and wasn't really getting it. And then when I was thinking about, I was actually thinking about losing my hair. So I had waist length hair and all of my hair fell out. And then all of the rest of the hair on me fell out. So at a certain point I had no eyelashes and no eyebrows and no hair anywhere. And I felt very yeah. weird and bald. And that, that was a big deal to me. My hair had been a strong part of my identity. It had been a, a part of my witchy identity. Right. Mm, and yeah. so when it all started to when I knew it was going to fall out, because they were like, yeah, it's fallen out. It's this, it's going to um, I needed I needed some way to sort of get my mind around it. And Anana's descent to the underworld was the thing that came to me because she loses her crown. She loses her clothes. Everything gets stripped from her as she makes this journey to to death and then makes it back. And so that was a very powerful metaphor, like a very powerful narrative for me. And in working through that process, I found that she was quite approachable and that she was very open and engaged in in helping me get through that. And that was that was amazing. I don't know if I'll continue my relationship with her. It might just be something that she was specifically uh, associated with, like for that particular thing I needed. I mean, but I will say that, for example, I've had a long-term like engagement with Hecate, a relationship with Hecate. Mm. One of the the drugs that I was given Taxol is made from the Pacific yew. The yew is a poison tree, and the yew is associated with Hecate. So that association was very strong for me as well, and that continues. So parts of it are going to be, I think, in time, right? The thing I did at the time, and then parts of it are going to continue with me forever. Nice. And just as a reminder for other baby witches or baby pagans that um, different deities or different gods and goddesses may come and go, may stay with you for, you know, a really long period, but sometimes it's just for the moment. Um, and I was just kind of personally interested as like a fellow witch because I also work with um, Hikati. Well, I named her Hikati. Um, and so I was just wondering if you worked with Anana still, um, even though she helped you. Well, thank you to Anana for helping you during that process. And Hikati, thank you for everything. I'd also like to put a shout out and thank all my uh, my friends in the magic community, uh, my rune soup friends, and all the folks who sent prayers and magic and did these, like, huge intentions for me and sent me like healing waters and did angel work uh -huh. and and Cyprian stuff and there's this this mass outpouring. I think that um uh and I, and I so I just wanna put always put out there just that I I I you know I pray for all those folks that they they and their households have blessings uh because I gained so much through that and that our communities can really be beneficial when it comes to having a, a rough experience like this. So I want to put that a big thank you to them out as well.
Yes, definitely. Thank you to all of you who helped me get here today. Um, and yeah, thank you for being here. I know just a quick little um, podcast, but that's really what my podcast is about. Just reaching out to people about topics that I'm not really well versed in and educating my listeners. So I thank you so much for being here and for giving this time. And thank you for writing this beautiful piece of work. I truly do love it. I'm a personal fan of it. So I thank you. Thank you. And uh, anyone can go to my site, circlethrice.com, and just click on, there's a, like a link on the, right there on the front page that says The Cancer Grimoire, and you can download your own copy and spread it far and wide. I'd like it to get out there as much as possible. Yes. Yeah. Go get it. It's free. There's no excuse not to. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, yes. And um, could you just let our listeners know where else they could find you, social media or anything like that? I, I have a Twitter. That's Circle Thrice, but like honestly, everything goes through my site. So, you know, okay. you can awesome. email me there and find all my stuff there and, you know, or follow me on Twitter is always good. So, yeah. All righty. Well, great. Thank you so much.